Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Books Gaze. I'm Sam, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Alex, and my pronouns are she, her, and we have a special guest today. Can you introduce yourself, your pronouns, your Instagram handle, and where you are in our LGBTQ plus family? Whoa, yes. It's been a while since I asked all that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Allie. My pronouns are she, her. My Instagram handle is at Allie McKenna Reads, and I am bisexual. Woo! <laughs> um, Cheers oh, to the bisexuals. I didn't even realize your shirt. It's so oh, cute. Yeah. I didn't either. Wow. I love that. Very appropriately dressed clothes, for tonight. like four times before this. Oh, There's no that's shame. okay. That's really nice because I'm not even wearing a bra. <laughs> Well, that's part of the reason why I changed because I was like, mm, this shirt's see-through. I'm going to have to fix that. Oh. <laughs> you know, work from home life. It's a gay podcast. You don't have to wear the bra. That's, that's right. <laughs> Free them. Free the boobies in this show. <laughs> it's a sports bra, so they're not not free, but they're yeah, slightly they're like less free. Less contained than an underwire, but not fully uh, breathing. Okay, yeah, I, I don't haven't... know that anyone has energy for underwires after a year of like no, thank you. pajamas no. every day. Disgusting. I have such a funny story. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. So it better day, be funny. One day I <laughs> slept in a hoodie because it was like super cold outside. And when I woke up, I didn't want to take it off. So I was like, just put pants on. So I slipped on pants and put my shoes, my boots on and went to work. And I was like in second period when I was like... <gasps> I had no bra on and I was like, Oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> but like, it was like a hoodie like this. So you like really couldn't tell. Yeah. And I was like, so I just free balled it. And I was like, wow. I'm going to take it really personal here and say that like, I never wear a bra or I try not to in public. Like if I'm just like running an errand, if I'm at work, I'm wearing a bra, but anywhere else, like I'm just like, Oh, I'm just wearing a t-shirt. But like, I am like a 90s Rachel and Monica, like always nipples mm-hmm. out. And I just don't realize it. But then when I'm like in the public place and I look down, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a little too cold where I live to be able to do that ever. Like we're rocking the 40 degrees already. So. Apparently my nipples just think it's 40 degrees always, but it doesn't <laughs> stop me. <laughs> um, I have had a grandmother walk up to me and be like, hi. Just so we're clear, like, I think, I think you might be a little chilly. And I was like, no, I'm fine. That and is so embarrassing. Like, it was so embarrassing. I was like, ma'am, leave me alone. Who that says is that? thing for her than for you, to be quite honest. What would right? ever possess someone to say that? Like, unless you're like a creepy man at a bar, because I feel like that will always happen. Like, an elderly person is just going to walk up to you and be like, hey, your nipples out. <laughs> Guns out, nipples out. Woo-woo. Oh god! Wow, we really started this one off strong. <laughs> I love it. We haven't recorded in a while, so we are just. That's fine. That's nipp- fine. Nipples out, nipples out to the world. Okay, so Allie, we're so glad you are here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you how... do on the internet? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm obviously a bookstagrammer. I think I've been on bookstagram for I don't know like two three years now um it all muddles together and so I do a lot of that I do a little bit of blogging not lately because I've kind of been neglecting that in favor of the other like 12 hobbies that I (laughs) rotate through um yes yeah let's just I just you know get sidetracked by the next one and I'm like oh let's do this oh my god Um, I know read a lot of books obviously listen to a lot of podcasts including this one so um tell us so you had a moment semi recently I feel like where you came out on the internet right can you tell us about that like what made you want to do that what was it like to post that and then what was it like after posting that that was a lot at once (laughs) no that's okay uh so let's see well I came out for the first time in March like March-ish 
yeah. after about a month of self-reflection, um, <laughs> That's... like staying up till two in the morning every single day, reading every article and Reddit thread on the planet. And then like, I just burst into my partner's office one day and I was like, hey, I think I like girls too. Like literally that's Aww. how I came out to him, I think. And then obviously we had conversations after that. But um, I mean, for me, it was always, I didn't really think that hard about it, I guess. I've always been a very open person online um, on bookstagram and in general mm-hmm. like kind of what you see is what you get with me so I never really put too much thought into it I really I mean we thought about like the timing and who we would make it public to so like I came out mm-hmm. on Instagram very subtly a couple times and then like actually for real over the summer um, in a blog post that I wrote mm-hmm. um, which was also very just like helpful piece of the process I would say which is really why I wrote it but um so I've always been like a writer and stuff in my free time. So it was never really a question. Like, I guess for me, the whole point of coming out was I want to be fully who I am. And so to do that, yeah. like I had to put it out there and I mm-hmm. wanted to put it out there. So um, it was definitely stressful, definitely a lot to unpack uh, mm-hmm. in therapy every two weeks, which is great. But um, I wouldn't have changed it. And I was shocked by the number of just like positive response I got but then also the number of people that reached out to me that were like oh my gosh like I'm married or in a settled relationship too and like I recently came out or I'm thinking about coming out like I kind of had no idea how many people in my life Mm -hmm. are on the bisexual spectrum that Mm -hmm. you know don't feel like they can talk about it so I'd say that was the coolest thing about it or like even um, a kid that I well she's not a kid now she's an adult but that I babysat when I was little reached out to me when she saw my Facebook post that I like hand selected who could see it and was like, Hey, like, you know, this was really cool. Like, thank you for sharing. And so that was the most meaningful part of it. I think for me, plus like getting to connect with people like the two of you. So I love hearing that because I think that was something that really like shocked me whenever I first came out was how many people that I knew that like we're feeling around the same way or we're going through the same thing and like to have that validation of like you're not alone and like your story helps like it was such a good feeling Mm -hmm. because I think it's really scary at first that you sometimes think like coming because coming out is scary coming out is so scary it still is it like the hundredth millionth time that you've done it it's scary Mm -hmm. and so I just love that it was like you've had good parts of this that you get to look back on and be like oh yeah like I helped this person because so many people that I talk to now they're like oh my gosh Allie McKenna like I've been talking to her yeah no they're not (laughs) no they do they do They are. You want to know the funniest? I just practiced on people I knew would be safe. Like, I think the first time I ever typed the words out loud or when you did that random anonymous, like, story confession thing, like, that was the first time I had typed the phrase before I even told anyone. And then um, I obviously came out to my partner and then a couple of close friends before I felt comfortable enough to, like, put it out in the world. But it helped to be in a place in life where like I'm old enough to know who my people are that I can trust, you know, cause I feel mm-hmm. like if I had been younger, like it would have been helpful to know sooner, but also I think it would have been a lot scarier to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. I have, oops, sorry, Sam. I could see your mouth moving and I couldn't stop mine. <laughs> um, okay. So I know we have heard a lot from people who are like, yeah, I'm, bi I'm pan I'm queer I'm married to like a cis man and like I don't know that there's a point to coming out what do you like have any advice or anything like you would say to people who feel like what's the point because I am in a settled relationship or I've been with this person for 15 years and we're not gonna divorce when I come out like you know how did you kind of rationalize that for yourself and like what would you tell other people who are struggling with that same thing Yeah, that's a good question. And I feel like that was kind of one of the hardest things too, is like, I knew, like, I predicted this, but it was still really frustrating that like, as soon as we started telling people, the first question they would ask would be around like, oh, so like, what's happening with you two? Or like, oh, did you meet someone? Like, I don't think people understand that 
no, I didn't meet someone. I just saw a really, really, really hot person (laughs) on TV and it unlocked so many memories that I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I miss this for forever? I'm going to ask about those next. So yeah, that's fine. We can, (laughs) we can unpack that. But my, my advice would, I mean, I really think it's personal to every person, right? Like for some people, they may not ever feel the need to come out and that's totally valid. Like, I don't think you have to come out to be valid and how you're feeling but for me I think a lot of it was just like I want to be able to participate in queer communities Mm -hmm. and be able to talk about the topic and I didn't feel like I could even like post a book review in the way I wanted to without fully coming out because it's like then you're just for me it was just I was dancing around the subject and like how I was feeling about a book but I didn't want to totally say it because the reason why I was relating was because it's a bi character and I'm bi so it's like it was almost easier for me to just I don't know own it and move on and so I couldn't have imagined not doing it I guess Um, but I think the other advice I'd have is practice on the people you know are safe first and that you don't have to you don't have to do it at all you don't have to do it explicitly like you can just slip it into conversation yeah and you're allowed to choose who you do and don't tell Mm mm-hmm Yes. Like I have family members that I still haven't told because I'm just not willing to discuss the range of human sexuality with 80 year olds. Like people, I'm just not doing it. Same. Also, people are really I have found like obviously no one comes out as straight, but like people are like there are some people who are grossly inappropriate when you come out as any kind of queer and then it's like, Oh, well, now I'm gonna ask you like really deeply personal questions about what that means and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just yeah. telling you the identity, like you don't get to know anything else. Or they're like, well, we don't need to know about your sex life. And it's like, okay, I didn't tell you anything about my sex life. I just told you a part of who I am. I'm sorry that you're thinking about that. I didn't (laughs) that It's weird that you're not thinking about my sex life and telling me. And then now I'm thinking about my sex life while you're thinking about my sex life. And now we're in a loop and I can't get out. That's how my brain works. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have a question. What book? Um, maybe it was the first book that you read that you were like, I see myself in this character. Because yep. I can, I remember mine. And I, I think what a beautiful thing about being on Bookstagram is I think we all have that moment where we see ourselves in a character. And it's like this eye opening, like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. So many. Well, so looking back, I think, so there's a book that I read like three years ago. It's called A Fire and Stars by Audrey. Colbert. I like that I'm book. probably yeah. saying that wrong. I love that book and that series. And I remember reading it and like loving it. And it was one of the first like books, the queer relationship I'd ever read. But then I read it again recently and I was like, oh, this is why I love this, right? Like it all clicked <laughs> together. But um, so that one was a big one. And then the like most explicitly by book that I read first that really resonated, I think was Cool for the Summer, which it's not my Woo! favorite book I've read. I really liked it. I had some issues with it, but um, the representation in that I felt was really was good, good yeah. and just like so accurate to like the internal dialogue, I guess, that yes. you have on going through it. I was writing down a lot of lines from that book as I read it. I like that. I need to know if you listened to Demi Lovato throughout the whole thing because I did. Like I kept putting them on being like, I'm cool for the summer. Um, yes. I did add that to my bisexual awakening playlist yeah. all summer after I read that book but no I can't listen to music when I read because it's too distracting for me because you so. I want to sing if I'm like hearing a song that I like mm-hmm. then I want to sing and then I'm not reading also can you share this playlist yeah it's probably Ooh. on my private Spotify but I'll send it to you yeah I mean I just want to look at it for myself I love yeah, yeah I'll send it to you after what this. people remind me <laughs> um okay what is one of the like bisexual stereotypes or misconceptions that you wish more people knew like the right I I lost the sentence um I mean I know what you're asking yeah which one of the misconceptions that you hate that you wish like you could fix um so many well I think first of all the idea that in order to come out you have to have met someone because I think you can realize something about yourself at any point in time it could have nothing to do with a person that you know in real life Mm -hmm. um but the second I would say is the notion that and I don't think this is a what is a misconception but the idea that like only your behavior like dictates the validity of your sexuality sexual identity and your sexuality like because for me 
like I I've only dated men because I didn't realize this about myself when I was dating mm-hmm. right like I realized when I was happily happily married so um, but that doesn't change like my attraction types mm-hmm. so you know I think people feel like they put pressure on themselves that you know you're only valid if it's a certain way and definitely that is not true and I don't think that's how most queer people feel either so no but I do think that's like that lends itself to imposter syndrome so much when you feel like I know that this is true but I can't prove it and other people might want me to prove it and then you start to second guess yourself like okay well if I haven't ever like hooked up with had sex with like kissed this person of this gender that I'm saying I'm also attracted to then like maybe I'm not like yeah well you're in this like straight people that question no one's like yeah did you know you were straight well how long did it take anyone to kiss a boy yeah yeah second of all yeah like it's I don't know people are ridiculous like you ask someone that I don't think they'd have an answer that is weird I didn't even think about it in terms of like nobody was ever like well you didn't kiss a boy till you were 14 so how did you know that you liked boys like I was like eight to say yeah I'm gonna do that now Every time someone talks to me, when they're like, I'm straight, I'm going to be like, how do you know? Sam's creating chaos in her seventh grade class. Literally, though. You don't know you're straight. Have you seen a boy naked? (laughs) I mean, apparently, though, all you need at this point is to, like, be on TikTok for two months, and then they'll tell you whether you're straight before you even know that you're not. That's true. I just watched a really funny TikTok, and it was this really hot guy, and I guess him and his wife make TikToks, and he made a TikTok in his car, and he's like, listen – I'm not afraid of all of you like hot men who slide into my wife's DMs because I don't care about you. I'm afraid of you hot lesbian women who keep hitting her up because you're the one who's going to take her from me. And I'm like, that's not wrong because I feel like a lot of people have like watched TikTok and suddenly been like, oh, I'm definitely like some kind of gay. This. Mm-hmm. I would like to know their algorithm because it's wildly accurate. <laughs> yes. I don't get it. Like, I really don't get TikTok's algorithm. I don't like a lot of things, so I don't know how they know. And they know. Like, when they mm-hmm. put me on that turtle talk, I was like. <laughs> I was on turtle talk, too, for a little bit. You're going to have to explain this I loved turtle talk. <laughs> it's just, like, people who have fully grown, like, tortoises. Like, right? Don't worry. It's, it's coming for you. It'll I will. It is now, for sure. There's, there's one it's called, like, into existence. Did you watch, like, Tiptoe or what's his name? Yes, Tiptoe. Oh. Is yeah, so cute. Like fruit? Yeah, she makes him like cakes of food, and I just watch this fucking turtle eat nonstop. I've seen, yeah, I've seen that. I'd watch that. Um, <laughs> I'm also on Hippo Talk, where it's the baby hippo. That's cute. I've never been on Hippo Talk. Oh, I love it so much. Sam ended up on Bread Talk and definitely knew she was gay then. Okay. All right. All right. Hannah Bread Talk can do just des- destroy me. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Hannah Bread Talk. God, <laughs> break me down now if you ever listen to this, Hannah. But um, getting a little weird on Hannah Bread. <laughs> all <laughs> right, all right, all right, all right. Yes. There's a yes. lot of fruit licking and sucking and juice okay. everywhere. Okay, but like also, <laughs> Hannah, are you seeing a therapist? Like Hannah's I- not okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up after this now. Hannah, please reach out to me. I'll get you connected to some resources. I'm worried, girl. I'm worried. Therapy's great. Therapy is great. Okay. Um, I have a really important question for you. Does your husband – you're married, right? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Does he have bi-wife energy? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this question. I love those videos. Energy. I I think they're so cute. Like I love every. I want to marry every man in those videos. I I know, and I I feel like he does. I feel like I mean, so well. I don't think he'll be offended by me saying this because I've said it to his face. He's like the straightest straight man I've ever met in my life. Like love him to death. But that's a true depiction of him. But I do feel like he has bi wife energy also. Like he's extremely supportive, like from the start, has been just amazing and like my strongest ally and supporter. And the thing that has been mm. most stressful for him was making sure that he was supporting me in the ways I want to be supported. So he's been fabulous. It's gonna make me cry uh, a little. I'm sorry. <laughs> but really, truly, like I've, all of the people that are important to me in my life have been like, even when I came out like my boss texted me to be like I don't remember all the the things she said but like it was the most meaningful text I had gotten from like a person in my work life not to say that my other coworkers weren't equally supportive because they were also (laughs) awesome but it's just like it was unexpected yeah so 
yeah, I've been really fortunate, I would say. And I obviously recognize also how very privileged it is for that to be my experience because so many people don't have that experience. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's nice when it works mm-hmm. out that way. It's yeah. very validating when the people in your life don't try to like question you. Yeah, it takes and a lot I of stress it, out. Mm-hmm. I bet it's so nice to be out at work mm-hmm. like, because that you don't feel like you have to have where we anything. spend most of our time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah, I only told a handful of my coworkers, but I think I let the rest see the post. So it's like, they probably know. I don't really care if they do or don't. Yeah. You only have to tell the people you want to tell. And then I let anyone else just figure it out. Yeah. But I mean, there is always, I would say that's still the weirdest thing for me is like, because I've worked where I work like pretty much my whole career. It's like a lot of people I've worked with know I'm married. And so it's like, there's, I'm not gonna like bring it up naturally, but I feel like um, yeah, it's kind of weird to like come out at work when people already know about your relationship. Like it's almost yeah. easier because you can't just be like, oh yeah, me and my girlfriend are going to the bookstore this weekend. Cause like, I don't have a girlfriend, right? Like if I see yeah. her, they already know that it's, you know, a white man, but I'm okay with that. I think, you know. I don't need yeah. it to be part of the conversation unless mm-hmm. it makes sense. And we have a LGBTQ plus employee resource group. So like, I obviously feel comfortable there um, in that space. So that's That's nice. amazing. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah. And we should all have that. Yeah. I know. Really. For real. Um, the only thing I got right now is a kid named Mocha that just keeps screaming, you're my mom. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I need you to start that story over. <laughs> yeah, that was a little quick. The kid's name is Mocha or is that like yeah, a nickname? No, That's like the legal birth name. Mocha. Okay, great. All right. And Mocha, <laughs> I, if I get in trouble, guys. like. All right, if anyone uh, from Sam School is listening, name. please get off now. Yeah. Um. So anyways, Mocha is gay and keeps screaming that she loves girls. And same girl um, for her. Like every time someone says something to her, she's like, I like girls. Oh. And I'm like, Mocha, they just asked for a pencil. This is I Mocha's coming pencil. out journey, Sam. <laughs> and so Don't well, stifle her. <laughs> um, she keeps being like, you're my mom. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm Does not she your think mom. you're like her gay mom? Yes. There are worse like, things to be. I, I like know. Mocha. Mocha's my favorite student now. I'm going to send you a picture of Mocha and it will Please. blow your mind. Can you stealthily record Mocha? Like, I don't need Mocha to be in the video, but can you, like, set your phone down and record the sound so I can hear Mocha scream? Like, I like girls. Okay. Like, literally, Keith, a kid sitting next to her, was like, hey, Mocha. And she's like, stop hitting on me, Keith. I like girls. And Keith is like, I just wanted a pencil. I want and that Mocha- to be my phone, like, sound. <laughs> and Mocha was like, oh, I'm sorry, Keith, here you go. And he, like, touched her when he got the pencil. And she was like, stop hitting on me. I'm like, girls. And then, like, later on during the day, she was like, I wish y'all would stop talking about me and telling everyone I was gay. And I was like, Mocha, you keep screaming you like girls. Everyone knows, baby. <laughs> yeah, you can't put it back now. <laughs> Mocha has the energy that I want when I grow up. I love it. I like girls. I I have said that to men at bars, so. Oh, same. I just haven't screamed it. I had known to say that to men. I don't know that that would have worked, though. I said it before I I knew I was gay. I'd be like, no, this is my girlfriend, like my best friend and I. And I'm like, get away. And then they'd be like, prove it. That's my best friend. And I'm like, you think girls won't kiss each other to prove something to a creepy man? Like. We're all down. We're, we're not, not like down. maybe the fact that I think we're all down that, could have been my that, sign. That. Okay, on on the realm of TikTok again, not to like keep bringing this back to TikTok, but I watched a like a gay TikTok and they were like, I realized I was gay when like obviously we like in college we were all getting drunk and I was like getting drunk and making out with girls and then the next day I'd be with my friends and be like yeah we all do it we all like want to make out with girls and we're drunk and they were like no we don't and I was like wait really. And then I was watching that. I was like, wait, people don't want to make out with girls when they're drunk? That's weird. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that, that, should, be, that should be the sign. Mm-hmm. I asked a straight friend, and she said, yeah, no, I never made out with girls when I was drunk. And I'm like, are you okay? 
Okay, but I asked my straight person. friends though, and they did not say the same. So I was like, this is confusing. Maybe you're somewhere on the spectrum. Yeah. With I, us. That, okay, yeah, I have a confession that like I feel like I should have said before I started a podcast with you, Alex. I've never gotten drunk and made out with a girl when I was straight. That's okay. Oh, that's all I ever did. I was, but I was more so like, oh my gosh, like we can't touch. Like, you also went to like a Christian college. That's true. I didn't, so. Yeah, I went to a party school, so. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that, it was, I feel like that's an easy foray into like the exploring your sexuality in college. Like, oh, I'm just drinking. And then like one day you wake up and you're like, I'll do this sober. Like, all right, great. Yeah, I didn't do very much exploring in college because obviously like I just in my head was like oh I'm straight I'm gonna yeah. keep dating men that's like the one thing that I'm like man I wish I'd known sooner because I would have had probably more fun than I already had because it would turn back time wasting time on men, men. <laughs> <Turn> back times <laughs> if I could find a way Sorry. thank you for okay. our karaoke section of the podcast okay Allie <laughs> When you look back, so once you started to realize you might be bisexual, when you look back at your life now, are there any moments where you're like, girl, you should have known? So many. How many? <laughs> Let's see. Where do we get? Where to begin? Give well, it I, all of them to It's them. really easy in hindsight, right? To look yeah. back and be like, mm, I thought I was straight for gay. like 24 years. And yeah, and now I can yeah, look back and be like, oh. 27, almost 28. So. Um, well, the first was obviously just the fact that, like, all of my childhood crushes were women. Like, I had a huge crush on Megan Fox growing up. Of course. I remember, like, and most of my friends growing up were guys, too. So I think this was a contributing factor because, like, that's just what I was surrounded with. Like, I didn't really hang out with girls until late middle school to early high school. But Mm -hmm. I I saw in my head, I was just like, oh, well, like, everyone thinks she's hot, right? Like, that's how I justified it to myself. And... And like now looking back, I can remember very specific people in both high school and college where like I was nervous around them or like I was very jealous of them. And I don't think I was jealous with them because I wanted to be like them. I think I was jealous of them because I wanted yes. to be with them. But it's like I definitely didn't categorize those feelings right at the time. But also like I didn't really care about dating until late high school so like I don't think I would have ever labeled those feelings yeah. correctly even if I had known because like, I mean I had a boyfriend my junior year like we held hands and kissed at the <laughs> stop sign by my house Ooh, whoa okay. dream big yeah but um I didn't like seriously date anyone until I was uh, my senior year so I was almost 18 and so it's like I don't know I was just such a late bloomer in that regard that I feel like by the time I started dating like I had already told myself I was straight also like we grew up in the 90s and early 2000s like there was no representation of you were gay or a lesbian yeah right yeah there was I didn't or you just couldn't make up your mind yeah yep like I didn't know bisexual was a thing to even physically be really until fairly recently so yeah it just never crossed my mind I guess um but now you know I can point back to those moments for sure like I definitely had a huge crush on someone in high school that I just like thought I wanted to be friends with uh, and like never spoke to and then um, college for sure as well Um, so yeah many of those moments but most of them were well now I can think back to other movies I've seen too like obviously everyone lists this but like the ice bath scene in Stick It yeah I just ordered that on uh dvd actually because I'm like I need to watch that now and like <laughs> I see what other memories that unlock as you were saying that I was like I want to watch that movie again well, it's like not on any streaming platform because I guess really? it truly is like the two that I couldn't I mean I could have paid like three dollars to watch it on Amazon but I'm, Amazon? Like, I'm just gonna own the dvd it's not on Disney it's not a Disney movie Mm-mm. oh fuck oh sorry um, okay. I'm surprised I haven't sworn yet, honestly. I mean, we do that here, and I don't know why I actually. Like, I know I had to ask Sam before. I was like, "Is this a podcast I can swear on? Like, I won't I get like, you in trouble." Yes, absolutely. Because clearly, I don't look. Yeah. I will say that like one of my biggest like m- memories of looking back and being like, "You're gay," other than like celebrities, I clearly liked. But I feel like most of us have had like these deeply like 
uh, like friendships with other girls that were like very too deep from what a friendship yes and I would get like raging like possessively angry if like someone I was friends with would hang out with someone else and I'm like but I'm not there like and it wasn't just like I wanted to be there it was like why why are you hanging out with someone who's not me you know like Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like I had that with a couple of my girlfriends but then I also feel like I almost swung in the opposite direction like I always was like I'm just friends with guys like I don't want to hang out with girls and I think it's because I so wanted to hang out with girls that I didn't want to hang out with girls but like that was just how my brain yeah thought about it and I was a tomboy growing up too for sure which like obviously now that you you know know what my style is today but um like somewhere along the way I feel like yeah I just fell into the oh I like guys I hang out with guys like guys are where I spend my time even though like turns out it's also I think when you're bisexual or pansexual or queer and you're not like just like a lesbian or gay and you fall somewhere in the middle it's hard to to separate that because we're all socialized in that like heterosexual Mm -hmm. point of view so when you do also like men it's even harder to differentiate because it's like, well, I do like this guy and I do love this guy and mm-hmm. I'm attracted to this man. So like, yeah. why would I question something else if this works? And this is yeah. what everything has always told me. And that's how I felt. Like looking back, I can be like, girl, you are gay. But <laughs> my relationships with men were meaningful and I felt something yeah. for them too. But I'm like, I, if if someone told me there were options or if I was a Gen Z or and I could have right. been more gay in high school, I guess. Yeah, I really wonder what my dating path would have looked like had I known sooner. Because, I mean, like, I do. I am very attracted to men. I've dated a lot of men. I very much value those relationships. I'm obviously very attracted to my husband. Like, love him <laughs> to death. He's very cute. But, um, like, I guess, yeah, I just never even gave myself room to think about it. I was like, oh, this is working for me. I'm going to keep yeah. doing it. It does. Yeah. It works until you have that moment. Not that it stops working, but everything's fine until you have that moment. You're like, oh shit. Like, Mm -hmm. do I I need to open this door or do I leave it shut? And then most of them are like, I'm going to open it. Swing wide. Swing wide that door. (laughs) Yep. Well, it's wide open now. Um, Okay. So speaking of style, I know me and you have definitely had this conversation um, for all of you listening, Allie is offering her Pinterest boards for all of us <laughs> because Allie dresses so incredibly cool. Oh, I need like, a stylist. So, uh, oh, hit me up. I put together a whole, yeah, I put together a whole Pinterest board for Sam after I put one together for myself. Um, <laughs> that's really flattering that you think that, um, cause I still don't feel like I have everything totally figured out yet, but. Oh, oh no. Like I, I want to know what how do you feel like your style has evolved since coming out or do you feel that way at all? Yeah, no, I definitely feel like it has. I mean, so I always like throughout my entire sense, like, okay, so let me take a step back. I have a older sister and my mom is also very fashionable, like feminine fashionable. And so like, when I think back to like middle school, whatever, or like before I, like, I never cared about like how I dress. Like I wore mismatched right. clothes until middle school. Like I didn't brush my hair until I was 10. And my mom just let me live that life. Cause it wasn't worth the battle. Like I did not give two shits. I feel like you and just described my life now, but that's fine. Go ahead. That's fine. I, you know, <laughs> I couldn't remember if I'd brushed my hair before this either today. So, um, in fairness, and I had like six zoom meetings today, but, um, then I feel like I went to high school and middle school and there was all this pressure to like you know fit in with people because I wanted to have friends Mm -hmm. and so I can remember like starting to change my style and wearing like what was conventionally like what people wore and then I kind of just carried that through to college as well and kind of just wore like what everyone else was wearing so like you know like the tight skirts or the mini skirts and the crop tops and like stuff like that and then but I always, every time I opened my closet, would feel like, like, I hate everything in here. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to wear any of this. I have no clothes to wear, mm-hmm. even though I had a closet full of clothes. And, like, even until, like, six months ago, I felt that way. Like, I would open my closet to get ready for work, and I'd be like, I have nothing to wear. Like, I hate all of this. And so, finally, I was just like, like, after coming out, I was like, why am I still wearing clothes that don't feel like me? Like, I'm not allowing any other part of my life to not feel like me. So I kind of was just like, screw it. Like, guess we're doing this. Yeah. I don't feel like that answered your question though. So 
I, I love I love the evolution here. I love yeah. how like we came to it. That's amazing. okay. What are some of your favorite stores? I need to know. I I well, hate shopping. Well, okay. First off, can you describe your style for? Yeah. Oh yeah. Start there. Oh man. Um, my, I think I definitely have more of like a tomboy style. Um, more, but that's not really necessarily always accurate. I wear a lot. Well, I wear jeans to work, so I wear. I'm a jacket person. I wear a lot of like more masculine cut shirts and jackets but like still yeah. comfortable um so I shop a lot in the men's section now which is fabulous because also it's like way cheaper so yeah first of all that's horseshit but second of all that's my pro tip but um <laughs> I buy most of my clothes at like TJ Maxx in the men's section like 90% of my clothes are from Aerie because they have the best I love comfortable basics like I think this whole outfit almost is from there is that jacket from no, I got this at a boutique in Galena, Illinois, but um, oh. they have some that are, I have one from there. Um, and then after like this, lot- there will be a fashion show. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. We can show you my whole closet if you'd like. I'm looking um, up Aerie right now. <laughs> yeah, I got a ton of basics there. And then the other thing I did is I just like looked up capsule wardrobes, but like for men, because I felt like the women's capsule wardrobes were very feminine and that's not what I was going for. But really like I didn't pick style terms like I just went on Pinterest and looked up like androgynous style masculine style tomboy style and just like picked different things that I liked until I kind of got the mix of what I was going for and then just tried to like copy that um H&M is another good one yeah not always the most size inclusive I like ASOS a lot because they are really size inclusive like they have a lot of options um those are really probably the main yeah main places I really love that. It's funny because I feel like even for me, my style has very much changed. Like I went to um, Mel's wedding um, over at Shelf. Acceptance. Acceptance. I was like, oh my gosh, why am I blanking? It's late on a Thursday night. Um, Teacher brain. And I, that was like the first time I've worn a dress in a year and I like put it on and I was like, oh, this is not for, this is not me. Like, this isn't what I feel like I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really when I started like talking to you and being like, hmm, like what really is my style? And like, where am I? Um, yeah. I feel like formal wear is hard too, because I was just at a wedding last weekend and I really struggled with what to wear. And I ended up with a jumpsuit that was really comfortable and I ended up buying a dress for the second day because I was like, I couldn't find anything else that I liked that was going to fit right. Cause yeah. I don't really have the body to wear like a cute suit, but like, that's yeah. what I would love to do. Like there were multiple people there in like really cool suits. And I'm like, see, that's what I'd want to be wearing. Like they look great, but I don't think I could pull them off. So I'm still finding what I like in that regard, but I definitely felt similarly. It's like, I don't know that I really want to be a dress person, but I don't know that there's anything else I can be. So I'm just going to do yeah. that. Was fine. I felt cute, but I don't know that it was you fully my style. It's hard. Finding a style is hard. I think finding a style and like trying to represent who you are and when you're queer is hard because mm-hmm. you run the risk like of like obviously like being invisible if you dress a certain way or being too visible if you dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. But right. it's uh, – clothes are hard. I really hate it. Yeah. They, it cracks. they do suck. They do. And I feel like I have a chill vibe of like, but if you tell me I have to dress up, I'm like, uh, I'm out. Uh, (laughs) I'm like a t-shirt and jeans girl. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing was shoes. Like most women's shoes are so feminine to me. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy men's shoes. Literally. Yeah. I literally bought men's shoes, um, like a pair of boots that my husband also has actually because he liked them too they're not very comfortable but they're cute or like I just like looked up whatever the terms were that like they're called in a men's style and then found Mm -hmm. a women's version because you can google how to like change your size to be a men's size like I'm a nine but in men's I'm like a seven and a half and that worked so that's my other pro tip I'm gonna do this now because like I'm a 10 11 in women's probably 11 if we're gonna be honest if I'm gonna squeeze that will be a 10 um so now depends I'm on like, the shoe yeah yeah Converse <laughs> is absolutely 11 <laughs> but I mean I think it's so interesting because that's another thing like I am starting to real like summer 
I'm a summer summer gal. Okay, give me a Hawaiian shirt. Give me some high waisted shorts. Bathing suit. Bathing suit. suit. Yeah. yeah, like, and I'll wear that to dinner. Like, <laughs> you will. <laughs> um, Alex knows because Alex is like homegirl. Go do something. I have um, been with you in a restaurant wearing a Hawaiian shirt, a bathing suit top, and high waisted shorts. Yeah, I love it. Um, but when it comes to like winter, I'm like. Either I look like Magnum PI or I look like a a um autumn white girl. Mm. Okay. It's okay to look like an autumn white girl though, because that's still like half my wardrobe. It's just like slightly <laughs> less girl. Yeah. But um I'm the opposite issue. Like I really thrive in the winter and fall because I'm a jacket and layer person. I think we talked about this. But in the summer, I'm like, I don't know what to wear because I don't like Same. shorts. They're not comfortable. They don't fit my thighs. Like, I don't like the way, like, they physically feel on my body because I got a lot of texture. Summer is issue. hard. Yeah, and I don't want to wear dresses. So I'm like, what the fuck do I wear? So I just wear, like, men's basketball shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm thriving in that. But um, I, that's not appropriate for a lot of contexts. So it's I, like, like, I don't know. I just started wearing jeans this summer. I'm like, whatever. I'll just be hot. Oh, oh that's the worst. It's hard I, here. It's summer every freaking day. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is like, I get all four seasons, so I have a little bit more room to explore that. Okay, well, I will tell you, Alex. I don't know if you know this, but we have a cold front coming, and it's going to be down. I do. Place. It's going to be six Please degrees tell me tomorrow how morning. You define a cold. It's going to the low here. So Sam's a little more north than me, so she'll probably get like actual cold water, weather. I think it'll be forties. Okay, so it's not that low here, but. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It rained today, so that's why we're getting cold weather. But tomorrow the low is 62. And on Sunday the low is 56, so I'll be freezing. Okay, I already already have lows of 25 degrees in my future. Wow, what a nice balmy day for you. (laughs) Um, So what I heard is we're coming to celebrate fall with you. Got it. You can come to Iowa. It's me and me and this. Where in Iowa are you? I'm in like the Des Moines area. Okay, so two of my best friends are from Iowa, and one of them is from. Fuck, I always get this wrong. The one that's like an ABBA song. I don't. Waterloo. I I don't like ABBA, so I probably should say that. Okay, Waterloo. I think it's Waterloo, Uh, right? Is that in Iowa? Yeah, there's a Waterloo in Iowa. But I feel like I've only been meeting people from Iowa since I became friends with them. And I'm like, what's happening here? I didn't know well, this many like people a were in Iowa. shitload of Iowa bookstagrammers. I love them. They're my people. But um, There's so many of you there in the cornfields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all found in each other. In the cornfields. Okay, I live in a suburb that looks the same as literally every other suburb. <laughs> but, sure. um, I just picture the whole state as corn. That's fine. When I moved here from Illinois, I was like, where the fuck are we moving to? Because literally like half the drive. It's It's cornfields and soybean bean fields. I'm like, yeah. Like, where are we going? Like, what is this? I tell, I tell my best friends. I'm like, both of you just grew out of a corn stalk, right? Like, you just, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. Someone peeled you up, and then here you are, fully formed, my best friend. (laughs) My best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um. Oh wait, I have questions. Yes. Okay. So before like you know wrapping everything up what are some books that you recommend for people that was gonna be my question (laughs) same wavelength okay so this is always a hard question for me because after i read books i like forget about them same i'm not a person that can like picture books when i'm all three of us are great bookstagrammers yeah you're really great so i might have to like pull up my goodreads but no i mean in terms of like queer books i really liked um, like I said, cool for the summer. Let me, mm-hmm. I got to pull this up, man. This is a massive fail. Sorry. I, I know. Most people, on, most people on have to internet. pull things up. Um, um, you ask me and I'm like, I have to pull it up. I'm sorry. Well, the book I read most recently that I really liked, was actually like Ace by Angela Chen. <gasps> yeah. I felt like that book taught me more about, even though it's about asexuality, which is fabulous to learn about, but it also taught me about the way I relate to sexuality, it was very eye-opening. That was yes. fabulous. I feel like every person, straighter, queer, in the has middle. Has gotten something from that. Yeah, they should read that book. I also really liked um, Some Girls Do by Jennifer Dugan. That was a good one. And then I have to read. It's- have you read Her Hot Dog Summer? No. That hot Dog Girl? Yeah. I love combining cool for the summer and hot dog girl. Have you read hot dog summer? <laughs> I'm not having a hot girl summer. I'm having a hot dog summer. I had um, a hot dog summer. I had a lot of hot dogs. 
You and me both. Um, and then the other one I would say is Girl Serpent Thorn. That one was good. I have that to read too. Okay, so I, I have all these books I need to read and now you're talking. Yeah, me sorry. I have like an even longer list. Those are the most, uh, yeah, recent ones probably. And then I'm currently reading Greedy because after listening to your oh, it's podcast. So and then I think you also told me to read that, Alex. But um, I'm really liking that. I'm, it's taking me a long time because I have to write a lot down as I go. But yeah. it's so good. She or Jen has other interviews too on other podcasts that I've listened to. And like every time they talk, I'm like, like so relatable to a lot of like the mm-hmm. bisexual thoughts. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Oh, okay. I have one. What's one spicy take that you have about a book or a spicy book take? I have a lot of spicy book takes. I'll do the one that is gonna probably piss the most people off. Yes. Um, I think I The it. Great Gatsby is a terribly boring book. I think it's beautifully written, but like, why do people love that book so much? I, I like, agree. I read it. I recognize the writing quality is fantastic, but like, that book is not it to me. Also, I refuse to read Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, yeah. Because just look up the history of the author. Like, oh my god, I did that like a month ago, yeah. and I'm like, whoa, this Why is wild. And then also recently, so I used to really like Riley Sager books, but then I read like three of them, and I'm like, okay, he only knows how to write like one type of yes. woman, and they're all the same and like not great. And they all so, have sex with the killer. Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm kind of just like over those. So those are all the ones I'm over right now everything yeah. else is probably not a spicy take like i probably just agree with most of the stuff people hate on i'm so sorry sam because i saw your face when i said great gadsby but he's gonna be oh, no 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 i don't love great gadsby oh i, oh. I thought you were flicking off were Allie, yeah off. yeah no i was like yes great gadsby sucks okay the yeah. one thing i will say is i feel like rally S- sager is a little whiny bitch um, <laughs> and that's all yeah, because he got on Twitter and criticized people for doing the thing that literally he does. He does. So, sorry, we aren't here for a hypocrite. <laughs> what did he do? He what did he criticize people for doing? Um, he got he- mad for people for like, because there's that other book that's like the last final girl or whatever, and he yeah, said that final girl support group. Yeah, yes. yeah, and he said it's copying Final Girls, but, like, there's another book called, maybe it is The Last Final Girl, and I don't know, these are not in the right order, but before he ever wrote his book, there was another book. Also, all his books rip off horror movies, so, like, well, no, that's original either, pal. I'm sorry, Home Before Dark literally is surely, um... Haunting Wait, of Hill House. Yes, yeah. Haunting of Hill House. I didn't realize that until somebody did a side-by-side comparison for me, and I had seen that movie, I haven't read the book, and I was like, oh my god. And that um, was the moment that sealed the deal for me that I would not read his books again. I didn't know all this. I, I I've read all his books because they're, like, mindless, easy to read. But I don't buy them. But they're not, like, wonderful or even, like, People love him. Good they're twist. probably going to come for me now. And I actually they do. don't even I just realized. <laughs> fine. I just realized he was come a man, like, this year, too. I fully thought he was a woman this whole time. Um, People think that's also, also intentional. He's also yeah, gay. I think that, too. Yeah. I think he intentionally, like. Mm-hmm. I was like, how did I not know he was a man for like a whole full year? But then someone... I knew because of the way he writes women. Yeah, yeah, that was should have been I a dead giveaway, right? How he writes women. Yeah. That is my one big like. Oh, I hate how he writes women. Well, the first yeah. time I was like, okay, like this is true for a lot of mysteries. But then the second time I was like, mm, this feels really similar. And then by the third one I read, I was like, okay, this is literally the same person. And I don't like them. <laughs> Or yeah, the it's, it's the same the same story over and over. Yeah. Okay. okay. Enough about that. I'm gonna get canceled. Right. <laughs> Listen. Um, Fine. If anyone's getting canceled, it's me because I caught him a wine. No one on Gay Bookstagram is gonna cancel you for that. That's opinion. true. And that's really that's the really only true. part of Bookstagram that matters. So everyone else can also cancel true. me. Sorry. Also Sorry, true. Bookstagram. I'll say it. Peace out. <laughs> um, okay, Sam, are you gonna ask your main question? Yeah. All right, Allie, are you ready? I am ready because this was the only question I knew you'd ask me. (laughs) (laughs) What's giving you life this week? Yeah, uh, I would say that this is the same answer I've had for weeks, but I've been like deep diving the We're Having Gay Sex podcast. Uh, Actually, Gavin touched my body. Yeah, also a recommendation from Alex. I believe, but like it is the funniest podcast. Um, I no, mean, I'm you all are hilarious. Also, you are the funniest podcast. No, no, this the, is not about me. This is about um, the fact that Alex, you were. Rec- I'm gonna burn your house down. Ashley Gavin, 
greatest person in the world to me. Like you might have recommended the podcast to me, but Allie asked for podcast recs and I got there first. Sorry. She did. I'm so sorry. Mm. Um, but no, I'm loving it. It's so funny. And also yeah. there's so many just relatable stories in that also. And I feel like it's been a really good way for me, like, cause I'm not having gay sex, which is totally fine. <laughs> cause I love my spouse. Any but... sex you have is gay sex because you're gay. True. Ooh, I love that. True. But, um, Tell your it's husband. been a really fun way for, <laughs> it's been a really fun way for me to like, yeah yeah. queer community in that way just by listening to it so that's giving me life also I'm doing like a Halloween thing with my two best friends this weekend like we're just getting together and eating fall food and playing board games but I'm really excited for that so probably those those are the two I love that I love that yeah um yeah Ashley Gavin I have the biggest crush on it's not even funny and I am this and I am so mad at myself for missing out on I was supposed to go I bought you didn't have to miss it (laughs) I'm blaming Libby (laughs) okay (laughs) I blame Libby for this one sorry Libby you're taking one for the team oh yeah um but anyways, uh, thank you so much for coming. This is wonderful. Yeah. This is so fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was like honored that you asked because of course, not expected, but it was really fun. Um, what was I gonna say? I do want you to remind everyone where to find you on the internet, and then also, can you send us the link to that blog post where you came out? Because I want to oh, put yeah. it in our show notes. Um, that's still in my link tree, I think. On Instagram. I'll grab it there. Yeah, find it faster, and then you can find me at. Allie McKenna reads. Um, That's right. Yeah, thank you. I think it's spelled how it sounds, but yeah, I'll, it'll be. Name is not the same as how other people <laughs> spell it either. So it'll be in the episode. So they'll see. There it. you go, and I'll send you my playlist link too for. Oh yeah, we're gonna have all the links. All the links today. If you want to see Allie's Pinterest boards, just oh gosh, I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> we can all see what Sam's supposed to be buying. I literally hand selected <laughs> clothing items that were currently available. That's cute. To make it easy. <laughs> and listen, I bought them. So here did I you? am. Sam just keeps throwing up a piece scent. Did you actually? Yeah. Because I, I haven't had a fashion show yet. Oh um, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Do you see the clothes on Sam's bed? She's not ready for a fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need you to know that I like in the middle of this, I just like really zoned in on that and I was like it's a lot of clothes you got a lot of folding to do um, I literally have like laundry just like hanging out in this room that I'm in all right um, laundry demons listen, well, I just did this like right before this oh okay okay that makes sense Sam's probably had those clothes on her bed for the whole day and yesterday okay li- listen <laughs> when you're when your closet is literally the size of a shower you gotta do what you gotta do where are you are there are those on your is that on your bed, though? Or is it on the no. table? No, it's on the table. Okay, so it doesn't impact a, your sleeping. No, I have a bench. It's a bench right there. Oh, okay, perfect. That's for clothes. I yeah. think that's fair. Yeah. Right. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you both. This was fun. Yeah. All, All right. right. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers.